Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Hello, hello. Welcome back. It feels like it's been forever since I have been sitting here talking in the mic to you because last week I did a ballsy banger, the cost of people pleasing, which is it really is a banger. And if you haven't listened to it, go back and re-listen to it because it is a solid episode. And then before that, I think it was the Lindsay Hine episode. So I just haven't been in here in my space to talk to you, and I am really excited to be doing so. The kid is at the sitters, and that feels nice, and we just purchased a home. Uh, if you follow me on the old Instagram, you've probably seen that. If you don't follow me on the Instagram, you should. I link that up in the show notes, so give me a follow. Come say hey over there, but we closed on the home, and then we had like, we have like 10 days to paint, get new carpet, pack, and be all moved in or something like that. Like a very, very short window of time. And it has been a lot. It has been so much. So you know what? I was just like, I'm going to take a pass last week. And I love that episode. So I threw that one up to, you know, just make life a little easier on myself because to all of you all or nothing thinkers out there that's like, well, if I can't do 100%, what's the point? And, you know, that's a great mentality to have. And, you know, I don't, I'm definitely not suggesting everyone just like give it 50% or, or phone it in all of the time. But you know what? Sometimes we have to. Sometimes you just have to phone it in. Sometimes you just have to like do the bare minimum because there's too much other stuff going on. Um, I also talked about this in relationship to fast food on Instagram. This is not what the episode's about. I'm going to get to the topic, but I just thought I'd update you all on this anyways. But, you know, I went through McDonald's after I had dropped Henry off at school and I was coming home and there were things to do. And I was just like, I, the last thing that I want to do is go home and cook something, put it on a plate, do the dish. Like, I don't want to do any of that. And I'm hungry right now. So I stopped and got McDonald's and I just kind of made a little reel talking about how, you know, I never really ate fast food until a few years ago. Or if I did, it was just in like massive quantities, super quickly in vacant parking lots. uh, And I never actually enjoyed it. So, you know, I just talked about how I'm not saying we should eat fast food three times a day, seven days a week. I don't think anyone's going to feel great if they do that. Um, But you know what? Sometimes you just need a McMuffin or some sausage burritos or a biscuit or whatever. And nothing wrong with that. I am very thankful, especially when I'm moving for fast food, because that's going to be in in my future (laughs) for the next week or so. I just know that. Okay. So on the topic of buying a house, I want to share with you something I observed in myself that I also observe in my clients that I hope um, really resonates with you too. And it's 
It's the never quite good enough. It's, it's, you know, no matter what job you get or how much money you make or how many certificates or degrees that you get or where you move to or what, what place you get in a race, it's just never quite good enough. And that is a, that is a very depressing way to live life. And I caught myself in this cycle because our home that we have been living at in Indiana since we got here is pretty cute on the inside. It's, it's fine. Um, it's not great. (laughs) It's a rental. Um, and there's a lot of things that were just like very poorly done, but if you just kind of move through it really quickly, it's pretty cute. But the outside is hideous. I mean, it's ugly. And it's in a bad, I don't think it's a great location. I, I don't like where it's at. I would never, I didn't know what Indiana was like before I moved here. I didn't know the street that I was moving on to. I would never have done that. <laughs> but hindsight is twenty twenty. Um But there have been moments over the last few years because even if I am someone that likes to go to bed at eight and I do enjoy a lot of alone time, I do desperately need, want, and crave time with other people. And there have been many nights where I was like, oh, I want to do a game night or I want to have like a soup and salad night. I love soup and salads. (laughs) I want to have a soup and salad night where I just invite like, you know, like five or 10 girls over and we bring soups. And some of us bring salads and we just hang out and then everybody leaves within like an hour and a half. And I just think it sounds so much fun. And when I thought about doing those things, I noticed myself then thinking, well, I can't because all of these people that I know live in way better homes. I see the car they drive. I see what they do. Like, come on. No, we know. And I was like, I'm not, I I, I can't let them see this I can't let them see my home. And granted, it's not like a cardboard box and it's not like a terrible neighborhood, but it's just not great. It could be better. And I noticed myself comparing to these other people that I was like, I think it would be fun to have them, but I I have a feeling I know what their home is like. And I just, I just know that this is going to be way below what they're used to seeing or living in. So I just, I can't. So we bought this home. It's definitely an upgrade. It's a home. We own it. It's very cute. Um, you know, I'm excited to see how it evolves over the next year as we add our own touches and and some wallpaper and some fun light fixtures. I'm super excited about all of that. But I noticed myself thinking, oh, you guys, I don't know what it is about the soup and salad night. <laughs> I just love soup. But I was like, I'm going to have people over for soup and salad. And then I thought, oh no, that dining room might not be big enough. What are they going to think if they come over? Because I have a friend that's looking for a home. And she is looking at a place that we decided not to get because it was a little too out of our budget. And she's looking at that. And I was like, If she comes, she's going to be like, well, what is this shack? I can't believe you guys live in something like this. And I still compared. And thankfully, I have the awareness now to call myself out on that, to recognize what's happening, to not have to listen and follow those directions. But I, I caught myself in the act. And I was just like, Renee, 
you've literally upgraded. You have your own home, which a lot of people don't. I mean, personally, it's not like a huge goal to mine, but it is a goal. Like I don't want to, I don't want to undervalue or undermine like a, an achievement or a success because that's this what this whole episode is about. How it's like we achieve the thing, we do the thing, and then we're like, well, it's still not good enough. It's still not good enough. It's still not good enough. And then we're ninety six years old and we're like depressed by our life because we feel like we just never really made it. We never really got there. We never really lived the life that we want. And is that true? Or is it that every single time life got better, you wanted better? Now, this may be an unattractive thing to admit, but I am someone that always wants more. <laughs> I, I just am. I, this, this podcast is the truth. I have a feeling David's listening to this and he's going to know too. I want more. I want nice things. I want a good amount of money. I want to live a killer ass life. Like that, those are things that I really want for myself. But if every single time we make a move, we progress, we get better, we miss out on what we are achieving. I don't think that you need to sit there like you get a raise and you need to be just super stoked on it for the next nine months. But my goodness, take a second to be really proud of what you have just accomplished, what you have just achieved, what what mindset changes you're experiencing. On the top of all of my calls with my private clients, this is something that I have them do because their brain is like my brain. It's like your brain. It's like everybody else's. Like everyone's running around thinking the exact same things. That's why a lot of people are really effed up and unhappy because nobody's taking the time to do things differently. Nobody's taking the time to understand why they're doing these things. And no one's making a different choice. We're just following the train of of thoughts, the sentences, the stream of words in our brain to the next thing, next thing, next thing. And then before we know it, we're 75 and we're like, why do I feel like I haven't done anything? And this is because we haven't consciously decided how we want to feel. Now, listen, if pushing all of the time, if never stopping to celebrate, if always comparing, if always feeling inadequate is something that you enjoy, by all means, do your thing. Personally, I don't like that. I like to feel like I'm progressing. I like to feel proud. I like to feel like I'm making progress, like I'm moving forward, like I'm, I'm moving towards goals, like I'm, I'm building something that I, I love. And in this example of the home, the vision that I have for myself, the life that I want for myself, and the way that I'm talking to myself are in opposition. They are pulling me in separate directions from where I want to be going. And when that happens, how do you expect yourself to make progress? So you may want to make more money in your job, and you get a raise, but then you hear about someone else, you know, at a completely different company, completely different line of work. And, you know, you assume what they make and you're like, oh, I'm still not good enough. I'm still not good enough. I'm still not good enough. Right. I think we can look towards other people. And when we look at them or what they have or what they've created and feel inspired and like, oh, man, you know what that's showing me? That's showing me what, I, it, what is possible. 
That's showing me what I really do want. But more often than not, it's when we look at these other people and we use it against ourselves. We turn ourselves against ourselves. I'm sure you've heard this before, but we are our own worst enemy. I mean, the number one thing that I hear from women when they work with me or just during a consult call, number one thing, I I wish I didn't care what other people thought. I just don't want to care what other people thought, think. But that's not actually the problem. The problem is what you're thinking of yourself. The problem with purchasing a home and then still having the exact same thought, despite getting an upgrade, despite living in a fun neighborhood, despite like everything being better, it's not actually what everyone else is going to think. It's what I'm thinking about it. Because I can almost guarantee you, if I had five or 10 women over and we had it set up and we like were moved in and we had, I had a soup and salad night. Um, David does not like soup or salad. So this would be my thing. And I had a soup and salad night and we had a couple games out and we had a movie going on in the background. I know that when those ladies left, they wouldn't be like, wow, what a shithole. <laughs> they just wouldn't. They wouldn't. I know that because I don't hang out with people like that. I don't, I do not spend time with people like that. Okay. It's not them. We think we're obsessed and worried and consumed with what other people think. But you know what we're, we're completely missing is what we're thinking about ourselves. What is the inner dialogue you have going on about yourself? And I know, Listen, changing this feels like I'm asking you to run into oncoming traffic. You're like, well, this is suicide. Notice how resistant you are to letting yourself be happy, be enough, be successful, enjoy what you have. Notice how you push against it because there's this idea. If I'm not pushing, if I'm satisfied, if I'm just even remotely happy with this, I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up. I'm just going to throw my arms up. I'm done right here. I've peaked. <laughs> and again, I, I, I'm i not of the mind that like you need to be happy for eight months, but my God, give it a second. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to be honest with this. Like I'm, I'm not outstanding at this. I am someone that like if I do in a, a race or if, if I get you know, uh, I hit a milestone in my business. Like I do, I get a spark of excitement and I, I feel proud. And then I'm like, okay, let's go to the next thing. And again, I think that resiliency, I think that drive, it, it is something that differentiates me from a lot of people. It's something that differentiates you from a lot of people. But the question is, is it working? You know, is it helping? Am I happy? Am I achieving the goals that I want? Am I feeling good about myself and my life? And if not, then maybe we want to start to do something different. So notice when that comparison of yourself by yourself is preventing you from being freaking happy, is preventing you from going out there and living your best damn life. All right, my friends, so good to be back. I will be back next week. 
Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.